Yep, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Need to Know Podcast. What you need to know when you need to know on the Need to Know Podcast. It is your guy, Savon. I'm mm-hmm. your boy, A. And we have the amazing, the beautiful Steph Styles in the building. What's up, what Steph? Up, what up, what up, what up, what up? How you doing? Doing good. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm still a little hoarse. Um, from last week, I was, like, recovering from a sickness. Yeah. Um, and I don't get sick. I only get sick, like, once a year. Were you sick? Yeah, I was. No, he was. Yeah, terribly sick. Terribly sick. But I'm back now. So uh, thank you guys. I know last week we had Thrifty Records Mm -hmm. executives. Retro Records. Uh, Yeah, shout out to them. But shout out to them for coming through and dropping a lot of knowledge on upcoming creators, Mm -hmm. uh, artists, people who want to get in that field. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm sorry I couldn't be here. So thank you guys for holding it down. Y'all killed it, by the way. Thank Thank you. you. Appreciate it, brother. Like your honor. You almost didn't need me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we wouldn't say that. And as always, the YouTube, the visuals, Kyle and Marv in the building. Um, And before we get into the good stuff, the great stuff, the The amazing stuff, stuff. I hate that like the listeners, they can't see. So like when we have guests, they kind of just sit here and we don't say anything. (laughs) So I'm sorry for that, but we won't get into it. Uh, But Cast Sound Lab Studios is where we record our podcast. Make sure you guys book your appointment with them if you want to create a podcast. They will help you get into that. If you have a podcast and you just kind of want to take it to another level, right. Cast Sound Lab Studios is the place to be. Okay, this is where we record. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I always say a lot of times we run into other podcasters just on the way in, on the way out. Mm-hmm. So it's a great uh, creative space. They also have been doing this for 10 plus years. Uh, the sound quality is amazing. The yeah. engineers, the team, the staff is amazing. Flexibility uh, and schedule. Yeah. Absolutely. 24 hours. 24 mm-hmm. hours. Um, so if you're in college, if you have a job, there's no excuses for you not to have your own podcast That's right. because uh, Cast Sound Lab makes it super, super convenient for you. Um, again, when you speak to them, just let them know the Need to Know podcast sent you. And uh, yeah, you know, they might hook you up with a little bit. A little, little something, something. <laughs> you might just crazy. see us. You never know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so please, that is Cast. A lot of people think it's a K. Like, no, it's Cast. Can, can like, we spell it out? Because I feel like a lot of people reach out like, go, go ahead. What is it? C-A-S-T Sound Lab. Yes. Cast Sound Lab. Absolutely. It's the place to be. That's right. So this episode, um, I could have been on my deathbed. I was going to make this one. <laughs> I promise you that. Uh, again, it's what you need to know, when you need to know. This week, we do have a who you need to know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, normally I don't, or Steph or Alex, uh-huh. we're not really nervous people, honestly. I'm giddy. Naturally. I'm super giddy right now. Like my hands, I'm like, wringing, I'm like yeah. wringing my fingers underneath the table right now, like a little kid. Like. Normally, the first thing we do when we see each other is, yeah. hey, how's your day? How's your weekend? Yeah. Right. Today it was this, holy shit. Are you scared as well? Like, like where's our confidence? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. In a good way, in the best way. In the best way. But yeah, uh, yeah. in a, in a, in a, uh, an amazing way. Yes. Um, but again, like I said, we have a who you need to know. Yes. We have Victoria Rivera. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a yep. wellness psychotherapist. And honestly, we have a lot of conversations on the podcast yes. um, that we deem toxic. And some of our <laughs> listeners may feel that way. I've right. been called a narcissist um, for like the last month. I've been called a toxic <laughs> feminist, whatever yeah, that is. Yeah, so. <laughs> I guess I'm not anything. But we'll figure that out today. You're Switzerland, eh? We'll figure that out you're, today. You're Switzerland. You're neutral. I'm neutral. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
Um, and Steph, she did the honors of yeah. doing her due diligence and bringing somebody who could speak to it and and just uh, I don't know an intelligent way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think for us, you know, there's a lot of like opinions and perspective, and for we sure. always let people know this is our opinion. You know, don't yes. murder us for it. Right. Um, but I thought, you know, just with the last conversation that we had around relationships, around forgiveness, it was a really hot take. Um, and I said, you know what? Why don't we bring an expert in on this who deals with couples, who deals with people um, as a living, for a living. Mm -hmm. um, and so you are a wellness psychotherapist. Yes. And this is a term that you coined on your own. Yes. Okay. So tell us what wellness psychotherapy means. Okay. So what I realized, I've, I've been a therapist actually for the past 18, well, over 15 years. I don't want to say any longer than that, but over 15 years. And so um, one of the things I noticed was that when people think of therapy, uh, they think of anxiety, depression, psychosis, bipolar disorder, narcissism. Mm -hmm. um, you know therapy for that? Oh, should really familiar with that Actually, disorder. Uh, well, <laughs> interestingly enough, most narcissists don't come t for treatment, but that's a whole different, different. story. We'll, 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 we can talk it. about that later. Yeah, it's yeah, coming yeah. full circle. They don't, they don't think, they, don't think, they, don't they, think they are. Are. They don't Got think it. that they need it. No, they know that they are. Interestingly mm. enough, that's one way to find out if somebody's a narcissist is to ask them if they are. And usually the, the limited no, amount of awareness about like how difficult it is to deal with somebody who's like that, they'll say, yeah. I am. Yeah. First question on a date. Right. Are, you a Are you a narcissist? Yes or no? <laughs> so, uh, so narcissism is actually also part of personality disorder, mm. right? And that gets structured when we're like young, um, mm -hmm. based on our environment, our parents, and and then also like our peer relationships, and then mm -hmm. moving forward, and usually towards like at, at teens, you know, you kind of have your character. Mm. Um, it can all shift though. So and that's actually why therapy is so great. And to get back to your question about wellness psychotherapy, it's really more of a holistic way of looking at a person. Hmm. So it is not just like, you know, how you're feeling and how you're thinking, but it's your behavior that gets expressed hmm. and what you do for yourself. Hmm. And the wellness psychotherapy, I have like nine dimensions of wellness that I work with people on. That includes like financial, occupational, social, nice spiritual which is probably the most important really yeah I think so emotional physical um, I, I told you about uh, that spiritual yeah. I was just telling him about that spiritual and part this yeah. week yeah, yeah he did yeah. Yeah. Alex told me it was important for me to get in tune with yes. that word for word I told yeah. you I'm trying to bring them to church on Sunday as an entrepreneur <laughs> yeah. yeah really how yeah. come yeah. why so because I think you need to feel grounded and I think mm -hmm. sometimes as entrepreneurs and I could say this had being a in private practice mm -hmm. like you know you just not that not having that quote unquote stability like we were talking right. about before of yeah. having a, a job mm -hmm. um, and then what other people think of what you're doing because mm -hmm. even though you might feel like they don't you know that they're supportive you, sometimes you don't feel like that they're that supportive yeah. they're like yeah. what are you doing you're kind yeah. of like wasting your time because we have this idea of what our lives should be like <laughs> absolutely we were just and, having this conversation right. before the and, show and yeah. it's yeah, and yeah. You know, I just actually it's so funny that you said about your deathbed uh -huh. so the framework oh, like everything I said is going to be edited you're a narcissist to be held accountable no, for what's what going on that's the framework uh -huh. that I work with people on Whoa. so so okay. the regret the, there are top regrets of the dying right okay 
Okay. So you have to imagine that, like, we're, we don't know why we're here. Absolutely right? not. We're trying to figure right. it out every day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we only have a certain amount of time on this earth. We're mm-hmm. the only beings that know that we're going to die, which is actually mm-hmm. part of why a lot of us are really anxious underneath mm-hmm. all that. Wow. Right? So... We, so let's say, you know, not to be morbid, but like probably, you know, 85 years old, mm-hmm. like half of us will get dementia at this t- at this point. Okay. Right. Okay. I, Fair I, enough. I know I, honestly, right? I thought it might have been a little bit earlier. <laughs> yeah. Personally. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it could be, but that's, that's but like actually generally. generous. Okay. Yeah, and that's okay. kind of being generous because, I mean, you know, some people live to 60 or 75. Mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. live to 90 or 100 and are yeah. fine. Yeah. But, you right. know, you know, Depending you want to, this kind of puts things in perspective. So you take a look at your age mm-hmm. and then you think about what do you want your life to look like for those next year. So say you're 40. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 45 years. So the next 45 years, what do you want your life to look like? Wow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oftentimes, um, and Oprah talks about this all the time. So, Love but Oprah. I know <laughs> <laughs> the purpose and meaning your job yeah. is to, to go out, to find out whatever's inside mm-hmm. of you and get about the business of Getting, getting that out, out. Yep. that gift yep. whatever that is Absolutely. that's well. that's your job and if you are at 40 and you're not doing that and you're working at a job that you're unhappy mm-hmm. with like we were talking about about 87% of people are unhappy with their jobs <sighs> then, then yeah exactly that's, then, a, that's a high percentage it, it is a high 87? percentage Very. now yeah. is this like the American people is it uh, American American yeah. 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 yeah well shit I'm in America so right, right, right. <laughs> that's kind a really high percentage yeah. yeah yeah it is a high percentage um, so so, so, so you're thinking, okay, well, what do I want my life to look like? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and you have just a certain amount of time. And the top five regrets, the first regret is I wish I would have lived a life I wanted to live and not what other people ex- expected wow. of me. Mm-hmm. Now, that is exactly what we work on in therapy because mm-hmm. we, you, it's so hard because unconsciously we're, we're, ma- we're doing behavior and we're thinking and feeling things mm-hmm. that have come from our childhood. Yeah. And not just our childhood, but from our parents, our parents' yeah. parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, it's a generational thing. It's, it's a generational thing. How do you identify that, though? Oh. Without is... maybe a therapist. Well, I mean, you ask your family. You Got ask it. your family. You, like, take, a like, an objective look at, like, you know, mm-hmm. what your mother is like, what mm-hmm. your father is like, what mm-hmm. their parents were, mm-hmm. what, what it was like for um, your mom to be living, you know, with your with her, pa- yeah. her mm-hmm. parents. Yeah. Um, if they're from a different culture. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, my family is, like, from Puerto Rico. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like, what was going on in the 60s and 70s. When my, you know, 50s when my dad was like kind of growing up and then Mm -hmm. coming to the U.S. So, you know, it's all these things. It's like it it all takes a toll on us and we don't even really realize how much. And it goes back before then. I I want to ask you a question. As as far as like people making the decision to go to therapy, right? Do you think by that time it's like shit has really hit the fan? Or do you think some people are trying to be proactive? There are very few people being proactive. Um, Usually there has to be a crisis usually there's a crisis that goes on I mean even for myself as Mm -hmm. a therapist I was working in the field for probably about I don't even know maybe like nine years Mm -hmm. and I went to therapy but you know and then I stopped but I didn't think I thought I knew everything and then I had a a really horrible breakup Uh yeah I had to go to therapy and that was the reason and then like I've been in therapy since then uh, consistently for my own well-being but Mm -hmm. also because it helps so much working with with the people 
people that I work well, for sure. See, that yeah. was going to be one of my questions. I know a lot of people say therapists, the therapists need have a therapist. therapy. Yep. Yes. Is that true? How true is it? Does it just work for you? Uh, do you know other people like in the field who's against it? Um, because I could only imagine that it's a lot of weight um, on the therapist. Yeah. You know, to hear so many people come to them with their crises. Like you said, yep. they come to you in a crisis yeah. situation. Right. So to see people go through those emotions, no matter what we are, we're still human. Humans. Yeah. So you have to feel, I would only imagine, again, I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, how true is it to say that a therapist should probably seek some type of therapy? Oh, I think it's imperative. Really? I, I actually work at a clinic in Brooklyn uh, one day out of the week with therapists uh, that nice. are, you know, are kind of newly into the field. And I always mm-hmm. encourage them to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, um, in some of the programs, you're supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's helpful because it's you you can't do the process mm-hmm. with somebody. You can only go as far as you've gone. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You haven't gone far in understanding like how your family has affected the way that you are. Mm-hmm. Then you're it's going to be so difficult it's to funny, do that with people. It's funny you bring that up because amongst my friends, even amongst the three of us here, mm-hmm. I'm the only one out of the three that hasn't been to some sort of a therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think he's weird for that. So for a while, I would kind of argue with them. A little off. Honestly. And you know, for a while, I'd be like, nah, you guys are bugging out. I think I'm cool. I think I'm cool. But like more recently, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, dude. You're always happy. Mm-hmm. You know, you come from. Is that a thing? Can we always bad. be happy? That's I'm, the thing. I'm always happy. Like, you I'm can't super positive. Always, I swear. I'm super positive. Right, mom? Super negative. I'm, I'm always like, positive, bro. It just doesn't I'm sound like, just, let, me not, let me not say you're negative. I'm an optimist. You're a positive. He hates and, it. And you're like, he's just like, I'm never too high. I'm never too low. And we're going to get into my family life, so maybe you can understand some things. But that's not possible to me. Well, it, it, it is possible, actually. There's temperament. I mean, we're all born <laughs> with... Tell them. We're all born with a certain temperament. Okay. And, and there are some people who are kind of born just a little bit more depressive and pes- well, pessimistic, really, which, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's some people who are just born a little more optimistic and mm-hmm. positive. Got it. You and, see? Um, so you're on that spectrum. But, but <laughs> oh, we are it. still shaped by yeah. our family, yeah. our attachment, um, and we're shaped by our peers. Mm-hmm. And so all of that can affect, like, you know, how our temperament gets expressed. See, yeah. I, f- I feel like Makes I want to start to see someone now because getting out of college, like, um, well, I'm Nigerian-American. Okay. I don't know if you know what that means, <laughs> but I'll kind of break down what that means. When you're a Nigerian-American <laughs> millennial in this day and age, you get stuck under what is called the LEDs. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a podcast, shout out to Bawa. Let me explain what the LEDs are in the Nigerian culture. Mm-hmm. Lawyer, engineer, doctor. Shout out to Bawa. I was listening to uh, Two Minds uh, podcast and mm-hmm. he said it and it, it kind of like struck something with me because that was the first time I actually felt an elongated part of period of my uh, life where I was down but didn't know how to speak about it mm. because naturally with my parents you know she's uh, she's an immigrant mm-hmm. she had to come from Nigeria work extremely hard to get job uh, get a job in this country and you see what I'm doing now I'm working immediate right so for I, yourself by the way yeah, I think that's important that's true. To, like that's you true quit your job yep. and I took did. a chance yeah. and mm-hmm. from your culture right. that's non-existent frowned in a lot of cultures yeah. like it's just time. not a thing yeah. like it's, it's not a thing. It's unheard of. So I feel like, I don't know. I feel like, dude, you can't just always be happy mm. and not speak to anyone. So I do this thing where it's like, if I can analyze it and figure it out in my brain, mm-hmm. I feel like I don't need to talk to anyone about it. 
Is that right? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. You see what I'm- I always recommend people go to therapy because I feel yeah. like it has been so helpful for me, and mm-hmm. I, and I've been able to be involved in so many people's transformation in their That's lives great. from mm-hmm. you know just helping them on the other side. Um, I mean, I think I'll, you know honestly, if you don't feel like you're really suffering, and people are are telling you that you're not suffering, then you're fine. But if people are saying, hey, you know, you might want to talk to somebody. And it could be a good idea just to talk to somebody. And you could be see. like that small percentage that actually goes to therapy to be proactive. Mm. Right. Mm. Like, like, you know, Victoria said, like a lot of people don't, they do it because a crisis hits. No. Right. You could do it to be proactive. Just as understand thing, yourself can, better. Can like, you go to therapy casually? not feeling that you need therapy? Well, can I? So I yeah, have yeah, had please. people come to my office and say that okay. they need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe this answers your question. If okay. there's a question in your mind, then Look. maybe there might be something that, that would be worth looking into, which is good because then that means that you have an awareness That's great. Mm-hmm. that something is, you know, because it just reminds me when you were talking, it reminded me of the first like regret of the dying. I wish I would have lived a life I wanted to live and not mm-hmm. what others wanted me to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, and it's so hard because when you have parents who've struggled so much to come to this country. Oh man. And, and, and they'll the remind idea. you about it. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> and it's the guilt that you that you may feel right, because right. you're not living up to their expectations. Right. But right. their expectations are based on an idea of these are the the, the uh, occupations that make money, right? right. And right. these are the, this is the only way to kind of like live your yeah. life. And it's also like, and you get a house, and you have yeah. kids, mm-hmm. and yeah, 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 it's yeah. a whole nother yeah. like idea. And I think our parents also don't think about that generational change, right? Because mm. we simply just didn't have to go through the same things they did. Mm. They ha- they lived the life that they'd lived so that we didn't have to. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't always think that they think about that transference. Like, oh, I provided this life here for you, this this comfortability in a way, so that now you could go ahead and stand on your own two feet. It's like, no, you should continue that that working hard. You should continue that that stability. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but you know, I love you, but like you came home every day like just wrecked. Like you had no energy. Like you loved what you did. You got a lot of fulfillment out of it. But like you were just like you had no time for me for at the me. end of right, the day. Right, right, right. You know? And so he'll got here. It became my therapy session. I swear. Oh. <laughs> so really, yeah. Are true. you subbing someone in your life? Exactly. Is, is this someone like uh, you have in mind? <laughs> and that's why I'm so passionate about yeah. this whole like yeah. work and burnout and all this stuff it's mm-hmm. like for what yeah because at the end of the day you say you're doing this for your children and for your your spouse mm-hmm. but you're not spending any time with yeah. them and that's what we regret at the end of our at the end of our lives yeah. mm-hmm. is for not sure. is not spending enough time with the people that we love and care about yeah and that's Absolutely. really sad that's great yeah. it I mean, well, it's, it's, it's not great but it's great that like you're saying that because I want people to hear that and hopefully you know if anybody you know was thinking that on their own like geez I'm really burnt out or who am I really doing it for Mm-hmm. You know, like, what am I really doing it for? So um, my yeah. question is to, to that, to what you said, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people <laughs> who hear that and say, well, this doesn't pay the bills. Mm. Right. My happiness doesn't pay the bills. Mm. Um, what would you say to those who may ask that or may present that statement to you? Like, you know, I want to be happy. Mm-hmm. I want to work where I want to work. I want to be where I want to be in life. Right. But, you know, I got two kids and I'm a single parent. Or maybe I'm in a relationship and we just can't make ends meet together. 
together. Right. Uh, you know, New York is super expensive. We have a lot of listeners in LA. Make apartments, $700 Chicago. And regardless of where you live, it's still just yeah. hard to get ahead in life with yeah. a regular nine to five or uh, fulfilling your passion. Mm -hmm. So what not would you say? Not having a regular nine to yeah, five. Not having hard, a, yeah, not having, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but trying to fulfill your passion and pay the bills. What would you say to those? Well, that's a really huge question. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's it's a com it's so complicated. I mean, but I always go back to like priorities and what would you regret in life, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, so I think at, during certain times in your life, you know, mm -hmm. you might want to be working hard to get to a certain point. Mm -hmm. um, but you also have to figure out what your definition of happiness is because you use That's the great. word happy, yeah. Right? Yeah, right? Like, sure. what what is that for you? Because it could be very yeah. different. It could be a financial, like, security. Mm -hmm. um, and that could make you feel like you it would be happy. But then, you know, we, we know, too, in psychology mm -hmm. that there's this thing called the hedonic treadmill, which is, like, you always think that you'd be happier if you just had this. Got it. You're always so chasing. You're always happy. chasing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're on the treadmill and you're mm -hmm. looking for something that you think is going to make you happy mm -hmm. when, in fact, you know, once you reach that, you look for something higher than that and, and you never really, it's kind of elusive. You never really get it. So it's really about figuring out what are the priorities. And, and for me, like, connections with people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think that, like, at the end of the day, like you're not going to be able to go to bed with, or you're not going to be able to in your coffin with all your money. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. We talked yeah, about absolutely. that on the show. Like you uh, never yeah, sure. see a right. hearse carrying a U-Haul. Yeah, right. You'll never see right. it. It'll never happen. Yeah. 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 Just the hearse and the body. Yeah, just the hearse and the body. That's about it. Maybe some ashes. <laughs> yeah, maybe some ashes. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, about it. But yeah. I think this is a great segue right here um, because you talked about, you know, you're going to, that treadmill, the hedonic treadmill, yeah. right? And so I think about like men, and I think about men who say, um, you know, before I can get married, I need, I need, I need stability. Like I need to have the job. I need to have the house. I need to have a car. I need to know what I'm doing in my life. And, Absolutely. And I'm not and saying, I agree with that. I'm not saying that that's right, wrong, good mm -hmm. or bad. Right. But I also, I often wonder now that you brought up this treadmill, will they ever be like okay with who they are as men and what they bring to a relationship and to society are they kind of do men maybe more than women on that hedonic treadmill treadmill right um, I'm not sure about that but I, what came to my mind as you were asking that question was that the you know basic biology and physiology and like psychology of men is that you know they want to be able to provide Mm -hmm. and to give, you know, um, to women and to their offspring. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they're, so that's a huge uh, motivating factor Absolutely. for them to want to, like, be successful. And also, you know, to also have some kind of status um, and to feel adequate. You know, the worst thing for men is feeling inadequate. Mm -hmm. The worst thing for women is not feeling uh, emotionally connected. Oh, talk about yeah. it. So, and that's, I mean, when yeah. you two were arguing mm -hmm. and I saw that clip, that's mm -hmm. exactly Exactly what I thought of. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got that. That makes sense. That's valid. Right. 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 Because you're talking about like the cheating, right? Yes. You could cheat and want on so so a man. It's difficult for them because they think that they'll they'll compare themselves to the other the man that you cheated on, Absolutely. right? And they will feel inadequate in some way, shape, or form, and it's harder for them to forget. Whereas for women, you know, it's a bit different. We that the emotional connection right. is mm -hmm. what we like miss. Is that our <laughs> ego? Yeah. Uh, I don't you can so. be honest with I think, me. Uh, I, 
I it's think, okay. Honestly, I think it's more, but I think mm-hmm. it's biology Bi- and okay. physiology. Like, it's just like, that's just the way it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. Because like, when you start to think about anyone dealing with who you were recently dealing with mm-hmm. as a man, you just think to yourself, oh, fuck no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That is exactly that's, what I think, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> you like, you just took it right from my head, bro. Oh, fuck no. Like, no other words. Uh, yeah. Well, there's a hierarchy, yeah, right? Yeah. For men. And then like, that's also like, testosterone has a role in that. Mm. So, you know, we do True. know that like men who like traditionally have more testosterone mm-hmm. are like more higher in status and you know and you could see that by the way that they look because their body like physically shows it mm-hmm. right the testosterone yeah. comes out their mm-hmm. voices are you know like mm-hmm. so there's mm-hmm. there's there's a definitely a biological component with it for yeah. Sure. yeah yeah that makes so, a lot of sense so that kind of makes so going back to like the this whole like cheating factor right like why do people cheat? Like, is it a one size fits all answer, or is it like more complicated than that? It is super complicated. Okay. I would it's uh, imagine. It's too complicated. We could probably do a podcast on it. But if we're talking about like the biological and physiological, so you're looking for like a simplified version of why, why very, yeah, of why men cheat. Yeah. Just say no, 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 oh, not men. Just okay. like people. I'm curious for all. See, okay. I'm not toxic. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm cutting that narrative up. Okay, gotcha. it's, yeah. it's hard to it's hard to tell. It's hard to know women cheat yeah, men cheat, men cheat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the statistics are men cheat a little bit more than women but you know it's are not there much more yeah, I'm gonna need the stat line on that uh, <laughs> ethnic groups no there's been a thing oh. that black men don't cheat it's, right. it's true it's been, it's, it's, it's been a thing that's not huh. a thing it's, I see you no, <laughs> I see you mom fabricated this you, narrative on the breakfast club and it just kind of stuck it's but I think been... it's, it's obvious that no I, I want to debunk it honestly I'm not here to play into it it's been a running joke amongst you know uh-huh. the culture whatever yeah yeah um but we all know it's not true. Everybody cheats, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. Um, and I probably sound like a sellout, but fuck it. Let's let's have a real conversation. <laughs> all the fellas is like, damn, uh, man. Let's, have, let's have a real conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, is there any credence to that? Like uh, ethnic groups, races that may cheat more or less? Well, so there was another question about are humans monogamous? I mean, I think you have to kind of ask that question, like okay. biologically, physiologically, mm-hmm. like where are we? What we do know is that you know we were probably polyamorous mm-hmm. uh, back in the day and, and had maybe some monogamous relationships, but they were maybe shorter term. Okay. We've mo- we've moved towards, so there was a lot of, the reason why like marriage started and all of these things is because of property um, mm-hmm. and, and, and transferring property to, well, before probably even before that. that. Okay, got it. Um, transferring property to their offspring. Right, so before, right. when we were in tribes, like all the kids were like everybody was a parent, mm-hmm. and so it didn't really matter, you know, who was with who. For sure. Um, and this is what we were thinking. So this is generalizations, you know. Um, and then when property came about and we settled down, then it was like, oh, these are my offsprings. So then my offsprings get this property. Right. And then this woman is my. Got so, it, got it. so men, they don't know if that's their child. The woman knows, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, 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 obviously, because sure. it comes from. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but they don't know. So that's that's how that wow. all started. So now here we are. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of like in this romanticized view of like love. And you fall in love with somebody mm-hmm. oh and you God. guys decide that you're going to be together forever. Oh uh, yeah. And it's so sweet. It's so nice. Uh, it's really nice. Is it? Wait. Is it? Like, but it's not true. Like, Why does that make you 
it, crawl. It, it, it doesn't make me crawl. No, not you, Alex. Uh, no, it, I, you just well, made he's, me. He's like a whore. No, I'm not a whore. <laughs> in his private life. No, I'm not a whore in my private life. <laughs> you are clearly like no, listen, squirming in your seat yeah, over there. Because she just like described my mom. And mm. no, my mom is not a whore, y'all. No. <laughs> let, me, let me get some backstory. Like she, I've said this on this podcast before. She grew up in polygamy in Nigeria. Yes, yes. So she was one of like 11, uh, no, one of 62. Wow. And, 62 uh, 62 wives? children. Oh, 62 children. 11. Oh, okay. I thought it was 62 no, 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 11 to 12 wives. Like, yo, your, your dad, whatever he is. My grandpops is a rolling stone, man. <laughs> that man is a rolling stone. Oh, my but rolling stone. It just, it just really all made sense when you when you said uh, romanticized. Mm. My mom, I grew up with a single mom for mm. years. Uh, uh, all throughout my life growing up, she never wanted a man. Mm. She never, like, yearned for it. And I never understood why that was. I was just telling my boys, I'm like, nah, bro, my mom's just different. Nah, dude, my mom's just different. <laughs> she's just different. She's just, you, know, you sure, you know, she wants to, you know, doesn't want to end her life with someone? I'm like, nah, bro, she's just different. Anyway, when you just brought up, like, her seeing that, that 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 life of polygamy. Mm-hmm. So it's like to her, it's not so uh, romanticized. Right. Interesting. To her, it's just this is the norm. So it's like I I, I don't need that. I've mm-hmm. seen with the transfer of things, and I'm sitting here in my chair like. Does it bother you? Do you ever look at your mom and say, "Yo, I want love for her." Yo, on the low, yeah. <laughs> Damn, you making me talk about myself. Hey man, let's do it. <laughs> therapy. I, I, I yeah. do, but it's it, again, it's so weird because again, I've probably seen my mom with one man my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty three years. But just old. in terms of like you growing up and how things might have been difficult, right? Like right. in certain ways, just her like it's hard to live in a single parent home because you're only getting one income. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just that whole, this kind of like sharing the responsibility of not only like bringing home the bacon, but just raising a child. You yeah, know? it's true. Do, sure, do like, you wish same. that you know she could have like had somebody to kind of like split that responsibility, and even you like having a, a father figure in the house? See, that's the thing, and why I feel like I just never needed therapy. Like f- till I was about the age seventeen. I thought nothing about that. I knew my mom worked. I knew what I had to do, and I knew what I had to do to provide for the both of us, or if I had to provide for the both of us at mm-hmm. all. So I never for looked sure. at it as something I was yearning for. Mm-hmm. People always ask me, oh, you never met your dad? You don't want to meet him? And I would literally just tell them every time and laugh, like, not that I'm trying to be awkward. I just really don't, because mm-hmm. she's always made me feel like we've had enough. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now more recently, as I'm getting older, and I'm starting to understand the different dynamics between my friends, other people, and how they grew up I think to myself I'm like damn hey I don't know if you got all of that mm. mm-hmm. I feel like I just grew up really 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 quick like I've always been outside I had my license super early she didn't really care about my whereabouts well she did but she just let me do anything because I was her only son yeah, yeah, yeah. so sure. as I get older now I start to think like damn bro when you have kids now how are you going to implement certain things you know was what you were taught correct I don't want to speak for you no it's fine yeah. uh, but me and Steph regardless of our disagreements we're more open to the idea of relationships. That's just how we're wired. Right. And I think it's because of our upbringing. Alex, yeah. he like he runs away from relationships. <laughs> like once you start Yo. talking about, you know, romanticizing mm-hmm. and love. It's just like, <laughs> and that's oh why I call him like Yo. a man whore. I'm not <laughs> a man whore. If you're not trying to love, women, I love women. like what are you trying to do? Mm. See, I think I'm stuck in my mind, my mom's mind state. Mm. Where it's like, yo man, live, maintain mm-hmm. what is to be, will be. And 
the searching aspect is not really in me. I don't know, Victoria. I think well, I'm but weird. See, but then, no, no, you're, you're not weird. You're, you're normal. Okay. How about that? Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. What is normal? Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> well, normal means that you're not normal, right? There's right. so many things going on. But it's interesting. I mean, what you're saying is that, like, you're just realizing now, like, yeah. how much of an impact your your mother's idea of relationships has had on you and you maybe not have didn't realize that and that's what like therapy does right it helps like kind of bring all that stuff out and um but it goes back to what do you want out of your life right like do right. you want to have children you just said you wanted to have kids right. so, i mean i don't know how that's old great. you are we're not going to get into all that but, <laughs> but like if you want to have kids like identifying like you know some sort of timeline for women in particular it mm-hmm. sucks but we have to be a little bit more diligent on that yeah, yeah, yeah men yeah, are yeah. a little bit different but you know it's who and who do you want to have a child with, with. Mm. Oh my God, how did you know that? Don't. <laughs> oh my God. All my friends bring up girls they potentially want to be with. I'm like, yo, bro. Mm-mm. No. That's who you want to have a baby with? Right. I don't yeah. know. I just always think so much further than you're supposed to. So they yeah. be like, yo, look at this girl I'm building with. I'm like, you sure that's, you know, the mustache right. you want? <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah, I feel like it's impacted a lot of my life. Right, right, yeah. exactly. I think this is such an important question to ask because it, it kind of filters out all the other voices that aren't yours. What do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want? Right? right? Because right. we don't, how often do we really ask ourselves that? Where sometimes we're just on autopilot, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. This is what is expected of me, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, I'm just now at the place in my life at 26 years old that I'm really beginning to ask myself, what is it that I want? Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. me and Savon were having this conversation before, you know, everybody got here. And I was just like, wow, like, I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. once you start to ask yourself, like, what you want, you kind of get clear on it you mm-hmm. kind of realize like what was put in you mm-hmm. and now it's like now it is your responsibility to get it out because you're right. focusing on what you want mm-hmm. and it's your responsibility and it's like shit I'm capable of this right, right? like I don't know it's kind mm-hmm. of scary but like I'm yeah. capable of it and I think it was like Marianne Williamson mm-hmm. um, who's like running for president right now yeah. um, shout out to her <laughs> she's a great <laughs> author yeah. um, and she coined that 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 quote um, you know our biggest fear is not that we are inadequate our biggest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure measure. Mm -hmm. and you know I think about and I I tell everybody I'm like man this is like the greatest time in my life not because like I'm you know swimming in the dollars or anything like that but I'm making my own choices about Mm -hmm. the things that I want Um, and so I think that that is a great question to just continuously ask ourselves well you just use the word uh, control and terrified I mean it's all fear Mm -hmm. right and there's like two places that we have our intentions it's coming from love or it's coming from fear Mm -hmm. and oftentimes it comes from fear and you have to really work against that because it makes a lot of sense right fear keeps us quote unquote safe it keeps Mm -hmm. us stable it keeps our you know us living right Mm -hmm. and it keeps us actually from getting hurt for maybe even connecting with people or having a deep connection where we can be vulnerable and get hurt which is terrifying for us all and I think that that's that's the hard thing about relationships so um, I mean to kind of get back about the cheating stuff I think it's Mm -hmm. so important like if you as you're moving forward in your life and trying to figure out what you want out of your life to get clear on that like you're saying in a relationship 
and then to be clear mm-hmm. okay right now I just want to like kind of have casual interactions with all kinds of people and that's totally and that's Alex. totally fine <laughs> 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 I'm sorry I'm sorry you just came to mind bro. Oh, oh, so you, just, you just came to mind keep playing with me but you also have to understand in that that there's well I mean there's also this you know particularly for men and this might be a little controversial but I'm going to say this anyway we love for it for men um, that if you are in if you're having casual relationships with women many of those women might actually be good partners for you but you might not be able to see that because if they have sex with you too early there's some sort of issue with that because in how you perceive Ooh. them right <laughs> No, just because it's it's a real thing. Like, I've told my friends, like, yo, bro, you sleep with someone that early, everything else just leaves. Like, you just look at it like, oh, okay, well, if we got at this stage this quick, maybe she's like that with someone else. Exactly. And so, Mm. if that's what it is, then it's not as special as what I thought. I have such a problem wrapping my mind around that. Only when we like, well, when I like a woman. You know, like if I really like her and we sleep with each other, like let's say within the first month, not even first week, two weeks, it's like, whoa, damn, that was fast. Mm -hmm. All right, well, but it's just so weird because it's like, and I'm not saying all men, right? But I've I've been in situations, I've seen my friends be in situations where sex was pressured, right? It was Mm -hmm. like it's almost like expected, and if you're not gonna do it, it's like what what am I buying you all these drinks for? Why am I taking? Why am I wasting my money on you? Guy you know what I mean? Like, has a motive. But, but the thing I don't is, think every guy is like that. I, and, I, and I started my statement with saying that, but I also want to say, like, I do think for a lot of men, a lot m- more men than we might want to admit, sex is expected of women. And so it's like, it's expected, but then at the same time, it's like, oh, but you gave it to me. So now, like, I, I kind of don't want you. Right. So it's like, WT, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I wanna what do you want to argue so us? bad, but men are just nasty. <laughs> I mean, again, I don't like to put that label on men. Like, no, but I think bro, it's a we're, we're situation. Men. We gotta be, we gotta of, be a hundred. Like, I know I, I've had a lot of conversations with cats, and I have to check them on this. Like, yo, bro, you think that's real? Like, just yeah. a, a, you know, making them want to do something that they don't want to do. That's not doesn't make you cool or nothing like that. But I do feel like it, it split for people like me and you, Savon, right? Because now when we meet women, that's what they're assuming from us. Mm-hmm. So it's like you already have these preconceived notions on me, and you don't know me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said it's important for. Us to admit that that is a lot of the majority of how it men is. are. I'm not going to lie to you. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so under, it's it's hard. It's so um, important to understand what what do you want? Like, what are mm-hmm. you looking for? Like that question, you know, like, what is it that I want out of this? Yeah. Out of this date, you know, mm-hmm. do I just want to like get to right. know him and, mm-hmm. and, you know, spend time with her or whatever yeah. it is? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to have sex or do I want to, you know, like, like potentially see if this is somebody that, you know, I right. can marry or have Do you think sure. people are not having those conversations on the first date? They're not having conversations with them themselves about mm, it. Mm. They don't, they're not thinking about it. Talk about and it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's hard because it's like, there's a sense of wanting to be in denial because you just want to kind of fall into this like excitement. It's exciting 
to like For date sure. somebody yeah. and to like you know have those like oxytocin is going mm-hmm. you know like all this dopamine yeah. like everything Something is like is new. exactly exciting you know but being in love or in, in lust actually because that's really what it is mm-hmm. yep. is uh, yep. almost like being psychotic so um, <laughs> it is that's <laughs> <laughs> it is you're not thinking straight you know yeah. so all those red flags that you saw which by the way you can see on the first date mm-hmm. yeah. um, no, for sure. you can see on the first date if you're paying attention yeah. Yeah, yeah if you're paying attention but the thing is you have to know what your intentions are and I think that we don't ask ourselves that question like you know what do, what, what do we want and I think mm-hmm. because yeah. also we're scared you know I think we're scared to connect with somebody mm-hmm. and um, we're scared what they're going to think of us mm-hmm. if they're going to like us if they're sure. you know or if they're not going to want the same thing if they're right. not going to want right. Right. exactly I believe and we really that. like them and then it's hard mm-hmm. you know no for sure I believe uh, you said scared I believe in 2019 a lot of the fear that is created amongst us is social media mm. I feel like mm. um, the idea of what mm. we see on our phones is what we believe a relationship to, uh, should look like yeah. I believe we compare to <laughs> pictures mm-hmm. and likes um, yep. um, I, I hold a lot of stock in relationships affecting or social media affecting relationships mm-hmm. um, so I I have a ton of questions about <laughs> kind of just social media mm-hmm. um, and relationships, the correlation between the two. Um, in your practice, like, have you seen, I guess, you've been doing it, you said 15 years. So yes. 15 years ago, social media wasn't no, as prominent as it, it is today. Right. No. What are like some of the changes that you may have seen uh, between then and now right. um, as far as like social media affecting relationships? Well, I think one is the idealizing, the idealizing of like a person, mm-hmm. sexualizing of a person. Mm, yeah. um, and idealizing of a relationship, you know, like a lot of people will put up pictures of them with their partners mm-hmm. and like they're all like happy and excited, you know, yeah. but really it's not the reality. It's kind of like what you want other people to kind of like right. see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting because it's with social media and with any like thing that's happening now where it's mm-hmm. you, we kind of are just being more disconnected mm-hmm. with ourselves and, mm-hmm. and, and from the reality of being sure. with people mm-hmm. yeah. um, the so right right exactly yeah. the irony. The irony. Yeah, we put so much stock into it right yeah. right and ex- and that's the thing I think we're we're projecting <clears throat> that onto like looking at it so there's no realistic asse- assessment mm-hmm. of oh this is their highlight reel got it this is that yeah. right yeah. of the, sure, right sure. It's all like, yeah. And then we see ourselves and we feel like an adequate. We feel like our relationships aren't right. good enough or mm-hmm. like, you know. So, yeah. I mean, that's. So, so it's it's interesting that you say that, right? Like, we don't think like this is the highlight reel, right? When I started working in like television and film and like being on set, it's a completely different reality from yep. watching the finished product and being behind set, right? There's mm-hmm. a whole like what you see on camera. There's a whole team making that happen, like capturing mm-hmm. this story. Right. Uh, they they call it let's we can cheat the shot mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Yep. cheat the shot and that's like equivalent with bitch get the mangles yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like get the mangles you know and so it's like the same thing right. and I think like because everything's so visual now we have access to so much right like if I want to know what where you were at yesterday I'm gonna go look at your story yep. right but mm-hmm. also in knowing that it's like well I see this he was he, he posted this at like five o'clock or whatever I don't know what he did earlier on in the day for or sure. or even for if sure. this is an old video yeah. or, or even not. if it's an old you video yeah. <laughs> do you feel like uh, posting and this is just a, a question for you okay um, posting your relationship indicates some type of insecurity or validation. Mm. 
I like uh, that. I, I I would probably say yes, but um, <laughs> to, <laughs> no, to, to which to which part? Yeah. To both. To both. Okay. Yeah, it's validating maybe something that you feel insecure about, maybe, mm-hmm. or I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I think some people also could really be very Just happy and mm-hmm. like you know want to show these pictures and be mm-hmm. excited. Um, I think that like you know we're. We're trying to connect with people, just at underlining all of this. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to tell exactly what people's intentions are, mm-hmm. but you can tell on some level. Like if somebody's doing something and they're being like kind of extra with it, Got like it, you're like, sure. mm, okay, it's like just, the girl who <laughs> cries and stays but posts happy pictures like right. every yeah. day. Yeah, it's right. one of those. I see a lot of that. Yeah, characters. No, I see a lot of that. I kind of get offended, honestly, when you know women would uh, say to me back in the day, like, "Hey, why don't you post me?" I go, "Hey, man, I use." <laughs> I use my page as business. Right. So I especially kinda, entrepreneurs. Especially entrepreneurs. Especially entrepreneurs. So I kind of like, and this is this might be weird. Okay, you told me I was normal. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm rocking what you told right. me. But honestly, I would take offense to that because right. I would take it like, hey, I'm a real person. I want to have real personal interactions with you. I'm thinking my time spent with you is something that you should, you would something, something that you would really appreciate. Right. Mm-hmm. So for you to want to be on something that has no part of you and can bring a lot of extra eyes for something that I want to be personal between me and you, I would literally take offense to that shit. That makes me think of something. I wonder if women use social media more than men do. Oh, that's an interesting question. Yeah, we need to start on that. I mean, for relationships, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you guys always have the girls with the perfect families with the five kids that you guys want. <laughs> right. And then yeah. you put it in the back of your head and you show us and if we don't show any enthusiasm, it's like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Or like YouTube couples now is like the new thing. Oh. oh. Right, like yeah, I've realized, the oh they my vlog, like their lives. Shout out to them because they're yeah. getting a lot of money. They are oh. getting a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. But I've realized oh, yeah. like a lot of the yeah. women now have like attached to a YouTube couple. Mm-hmm. And we'll their lifestyle internally right and it's just like hey you know that doesn't have to be you mm-hmm. yeah I, I like to separate things maybe that's a detriment of mine too well it's a distraction yeah. and it's avoidance and it's an avoidance of like really looking within yourself and trying to figure out what you really want mm-hmm. in your life mm-hmm. and then and then also like authentically connecting with another person who mm-hmm. also is trying to figure out what they want in their lives and and to make a, an important relationship happen I mean I think what you were just saying about that woman who wanted you to be on, you know, your social media. Yeah, yeah. Like, what does she want? She wants to know that she's significant. To you. Right, mm-hmm. right. Some, she's, some I had to learn. She's important enough. Yeah. To mm. be a part of your social and media. And the, right. the problem with me is, oh, like, man. in my mind, I'm like, damn, like that's not. You should know what's important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like uh, my yeah. business is important to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Social media is not. <laughs> so then that go, then the question is like, okay, so yeah. are you in a are you two in alignment with that's with that? Good. Right. That's that, that's, yeah. that's the alignment. And that's yeah That's an amazing. It, word is, it is in a relationship. Yeah. Alignment. Yeah. Oh, it's, Services. It's, it's, yeah. Yes, you have to be. Yeah, because I mean, I I like grew up in the church, and like there was always that statement like unequally yoked unequally yoked mm. right and like oh, what does that mean yes. you know and like a yoke is something that like keeps two like cattle together, together right? as they're like you know farming and mm-hmm. everything like that and if one you know um, cattle is like smaller you know or it's just like it's uneven one cattle is going to be doing more of the work one cattle's mm-hmm. not you know and you don't you want to be with someone who is of the, like aligned with you right, right. equally yoked um, so I kind of wanted to whoa I kind of wanted to ask you, switch gears a little bit here, and ask you 
why do people couples because you do couples therapy yes. as well yeah why do people decide to come to see you well they feel that they usually there's some conflict in the relationship uh sometime well Again, <laughs> the same kind of answer to the question earlier about individuals, right? Just if they were going to go proactively. Because I've had people say, oh, we're coming proactively before we get married. But there's oh, okay. so many other things that are going on there yeah. that yeah. they are struggling with. I mean, a lot of it is communication. They have, it's a really, it's a real challenge. And like we said before, you know. The Stay there, Victoria. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, Stay uh, there. The romanticizing of the relationship and what happens like kind of in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of faded out and. And then the real stuff comes up. Hmm. And yeah. so then when the real stuff comes up, it's like, oh, you weren't like this before. Right. Or you actually, didn't do I was. This, wow. but, actually, right. I was. You were in love with me. So yeah. You didn't, yeah. <laughs> you didn't meet my, yeah. my, my fifth personality. Yeah. Skipping all this mom <laughs> Exactly. I've been crazy. 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 I've been I'm projecting. <laughs> I see. I see. So, Victoria, uh, you brought up yeah. communication. Yes. Oh, my God. At mm-hmm. this point, I feel like we've heard that term repeated and repeated over and over again over the years. Mm-hmm. And why is it that people still can't get to it? Communicate? Commu- yeah, communication between your spouse. Well, mm-hmm. because they're not communicating with themselves. Like my, it always I, starts with I, yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What I feel is that we don't understand ourselves very well. We're like, we don't have an owner's manual. So <laughs> we yeah. And, and we need one to get to our partner. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you don't know yourself, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what triggers you. You mm-hmm, don't know what right. circumstances you mm-hmm. are you are best in. What circumstances you know you're not your best in. Yeah. It's really hard to be able to like ha- to communicate that to somebody. So you have to know that about yourself. So self knowledge, self awareness, and self compassion yeah. is also very important. Mm-hmm. Right. And accepting things about yourself because it's it's a challenge. You know, being a human is not easy. And so what you need to do is learn about yourself and Mm -hmm. then be able to communicate that to your partner. And actually you learn a lot about yourself through your partnership too. I remember I was talking about earlier, like I learned Mm -hmm. a lot from my boyfriend Mm -hmm. over just these past two months about like what, you know, what I was doing in the relationship that Mm -hmm. I had no awareness of because there's a part of us that we have, we don't have an awareness of that other people can see that we don't see. Um, We have a blind spot. So I think when we say communication, that's really what it is. It's like, uh, it's internal communication within yourself and then like being able to like give that to uh, tell your partner though this is how I am but then you also have to find a partner who's going to be like okay I can accept I your can crazy accept ass yeah. 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 you know yeah. and and, mm-hmm. and here's my crazy ass right, you know right, like and right. then let's and because again to get right. back to the overarching goal if you want to have a committed loving relationship mm-hmm. if that's a part of like you know your path in life then you have to find somebody who's also, also wants that. in alignment wants that. with that because right. if you don't you're going to find somebody who has a different level of consciousness yeah. mm-hmm. and aren't equally yoked yeah. mm-hmm. and you're going to be fighting it all the time yeah. Yeah. and it's, and it's, so it's true. too complicated mm. I feel like people are just not receptive anymore mm. like they, like the, the man and the woman just allow for their ego or their want to get in the way of what can be beautiful mm. I see yeah. a lot of that now because well, people don't want to yeah. be vulnerable I mean the yeah. word terrified is mm-hmm. such a strong word but it is It's. It, I think it says a lot about like how we feel mm-hmm. we are terrified to really connect with people and 
to be vulnerable because mm-hmm. what happens? We get hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that starts like early on in childhood. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's breaks yeah. in like attachment and we didn't talk about attachment and we could if you guys want to, but I did want to share with you <laughs> yeah. in 2016, just so you know about how communication and relationships and how crazy relationships mm-hmm. are. 2016, the top article, now you know, the whole like Trump election, all mm-hmm. that stuff that was going on. Yeah. The top New York Times article was why you will marry the wrong person by this philosopher oh. called named Alain de Bouton. Mm. Oh. And if you ever get a chance, he mm-hmm. runs a school of life. He has a YouTube channel. I would encourage everybody to check it out because it is amazing. Yeah. There, these are these short videos, wow. um, whole Sounds series like on like relationships, mm-hmm. uh, capitalism, on, work. On his name? Yeah. Uh, A-L-A-I-N uh, space D-E-B-U-T-T-O-N. Cool. Yeah, he's a philosopher. He's amazing. That was a hard one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Promise yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, so school of life. And anyways, so that article was exactly that. Why you will marry the wrong person? It's mm-hmm. always that you know. After several years, you're like, who is this? What, yeah. Like what? Why did I pick out with him? Yep. And then you realize that it's it, that there were things in that person that were very familiar to you based on family stuff. Mm-hmm. You know that from research, from psychoanalytic research, and mm-hmm. from attachment. Um, but we also know that, you know, that stuff is what it, 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 it attracts you, mm-hmm. but then it repels you as you move forward in the relationship. Yeah, and then you have right. to process all of that. Yeah, right. And that's really a challenge because yeah. you need to communicate, but you need to understand what it is that's triggering you and um, your partner needs to understand right. that as well. And I think like Got it's it. kind of... And I'm speaking really to myself when I say this, but it's kind of like unfair to think that like the person that you're with is not going to grow and change with Mm -hmm. you. And to be like resistant to those changes is terrible because it's like, what about you? Like, I want some, like, I'm going to grow and change. The person that I was at 19 is like a completely different person than I am right now. It's almost a completely different person. Like I was psychotic. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to meet her. Nah, you didn't want to meet her. (laughs) You didn't want to meet her. You think I'm toxic now? (laughs) Um, You know, and so I guess that kind of leads me like, what are some common misconceptions that people have about being in a relationship or a marriage, like a committed relationship? Well, I think that, that you're you're gonna marry the right person. That you're gonna find a soulmate, and mm-hmm. you guys are gonna be together Is forever. Thing real? Is that real? Yeah, well, there are, uh, a soulmate. Uh, you know, I got it. Good shit. Good shit. Say, I got it. What did I, what did I want I'm out sorry. of this interview? I right. wanted to make I the turn. Want to make <laughs> But, uh, I don't no, think so. I don't think so, and I'm uh-huh. sure people will disagree with that. Right. What I do think is that you can find people mm-hmm. um, in your life who are a good match for you. Mm. Got it. And got and it, you have it. to figure out what what your deal breakers are. Mm-hmm. And I think that yes. you know so. you know because things are going to come up where you're like questioning whether or not you want to be this be with this person. Mm-hmm. But if they you know fulfill like something bigger that they're like really loving or caring or they're a good parent. Mm-hmm. They're good, like you know, whatever. Yeah. Then, then that supersedes that they leave the toilet seat up or whatever yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. You know, so it, I see what you're saying. It yeah. almost reminds me of. Have you ever heard of the eighty twenty rule? Yeah. Yes. The eighty twenty rule. You guys familiar? With About giving, allowing, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Being with somebody, yeah. they make you happy eighty percent of the time, right. but that twenty oh. percent yeah. is just you can't fucking stand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you kind of like compromise that twenty percent of your happiness. Yeah. So you know that's just in smaller terms. But the twenty percent of your happiness. Mm-hmm. Because right. the eighty percent 
it, it works out. It That's works fine. out. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was a real thing. Like my mom, she used to say it to me, and I didn't really understand it until you get into a long relationship and it's like, whoa, I don't really like yeah. that about you. Your mom is a wise but, woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that is a real thing. It, I, or I it's something so. that you. Yeah, yeah. You, it's okay. compromise and it's like understanding that like they're going to drive you crazy just like you're going to drive them crazy. Like we're all For crazy. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just like trying to figure out what your crazy is. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, yeah. Alone Big Day Baton, he talks about the first date. There's a video mm-hmm. in, uh, in in the school of life about the first date. And he's like, he's like, you know, the first question really should be, so what's your crazy? What's your kind of crazy? Yeah. Like, no, what, see, I love those conversations. And, and how are you crazy? I love, I love, that. I love, like, I love how crazy. you just brought that up. Yeah. Because Savannah asked you a question, is it a real thing? And you answered. Uh, I'm so glad we have a psychotherapist here today. <laughs> because how much stock do you put in the Zodiac signs? Mm. Oh. Hey. Because our generation? It's yeah. everything. Oh, Victoria, let me sit you down. I'm going to head out. <laughs> oh, you're a Gemini? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta go. Like, yeah. Okay, for oh, example, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, have, um, I was in a relationship with an Aquarius, and I have <laughs> run away crazy. from every yeah. single Aquarius since. Uh, okay, and our production yeah. team involved. Aqu- and cop. this explains why I'm afraid of them. It's like, oh. My best friend is an Aquarius. It's coming back. It makes sense. But it is a thing, like, in our generation, and I think it goes yeah. back a little bit to social media, how social media plays into that. Okay. Um, you know, you get these pages that are uh, dedicated and focused to Zodiac signs, yeah. and then you feel like you can identify with some of the traits based on your Zodiac signs. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, uh, I'm a Capricorn. Some of the, the, the things that they say about us is we're stubborn, um, hardworking, uh, and it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But yeah, I yeah. see a lot mm-hmm. of trends in Capricorn, like boring. I don't think I'm a fun person outside of this thing. <laughs> right. Like, it's a thing, though. Like, I know a lot of other Capricorns who kind yeah. of feel the same. Uh, right. Geminis, Virgos, whatever. Like, there's these things that you see constantly about your sign. Right. And you identify with that. Right. Have so, you read other signs to see if you oh, can identify with their Most definitely. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Family and members, you, yeah. friends. But it's almost well, no, like, other signs uh, and said, oh, let's pretend like this was my sign. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, like, I have yeah. Gemini you know i i don't know that with the sciences on this right. i'm imagining that there's no science right. but okay. it comes from somewhere right yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so i think the tradition because i know in india they do that a lot too mm-hmm. like it's about signs it's about but but it's about when you're born yes. and, then, right. and, then, the and then you yeah, know yeah. that's how like the marriages are arranged sometimes like based on oh, like really? yeah wow. and like uh, certain auspicious wow. times and days mm-hmm. like it's really complicated right yeah. so i think that it probably was there was some there maybe maybe a tiny like Middle fraction truth. of like yeah. validity to it mm-hmm. but I wouldn't like stop dating Aquarius yeah. just like, oh yeah like, you know? I yeah. never wanted to talk to one again like, yeah like I'm, I'm honestly like I've seen <laughs> similarities like in signs yeah. and things like that even myself like Taurus stubborn right. hard-headed strong-willed you know things like that but I've always kind and this might be unpopular but I've always kind of thought it was a lazy way to like get to know people right mm. yeah and I think I everybody is everybody is different you yeah. know like, everybody's like and they really can cool. use it and they can use it as a cape oh that's the reason why I'm this way because well, look, I'm a Gemini I have an example uh, because right. I'm a Capricorn like I can't change this behavior I'm you Aquarius. absolutely can come on man. over the course of my years um, I've had a plethora of friends uh, relationships right. cool right I had two of my closest friends happen to be Virgos um, 
two or maybe three of my closest friends happen to be Scorpios. My yeah. dad happened to be a Scorpio who I have a great relationship with. Mm -hmm. right. My brother happened to be a Scorpio who I have a great relationship with. Um, and Cancers. My grandmother happened to be a Cancer. My brother and my current best friend is a Cancer. Oh, so it's certain signs yeah. that I've... I don't know. Like, I can't explain that. You know, mm -hmm. like, all these people from different places were right. born mm -hmm. in certain, I guess, points of the year right, that right, I just right. get along with. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even know one Aries or uh, something. You're like, looking at one. Oops. Well, maybe. That's hilarious. But, all right. And you've talked about that on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. I see him. He don't listen. He don't listen. But you're the only one. That's a good you could, Like, I the only person. And you didn't even realize that Alex was an Aries. I beg to reason that, like, you probably forget about a bunch of other areas of your life. That's a fact. That's a very good point. But All that right. means they weren't prominent in my life. Mm. The people that I just, I just named, don't know if it has to do with like, because they're I, no. I'm not saying because. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, saying like there's like, a trend. You've clearly, had a trend of more like amongst my life. That's well. I mean, it I, might, it, it's interesting, right? At the very least. I mean, uh -huh. I as you were talking, I thought, oh yeah, I have a lot of Leo friends. Mm. Right. What's your sign? Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Hey, yeah, I like okay. that. Yeah, that cool. yeah that we get good. along. Yeah. We get along. You see how we do that? You see how like we'll meet a chicken. Oh, you're this. Oh my god. Yeah, I love you already. Like I don't. I don't feel like it's should work like that. But I think it could also be yeah. like you could trick yourself where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, like you're a Sagittarius, we get along. So you know yeah. what? I'm going to look for all the traits in you that I know are Sagittarius-like. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And I'm going to mm -hmm. tell my brain that, right? Like, yep. oh, you're a Taurus. We're cut from the same cloth. You know what right. I mean? Like, I'm going to really, and not look at all these things that I don't like about you, because that really doesn't fit the Sagittarius sign. Okay, you yeah. know what I mean? Until years later, you're like, who are you? But you know, you really, know like, the underpinning <laughs> of this conversation is really like, yeah. Can I connect with you? Can right. I trust you? Mm. Or can I not trust you? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, so when you're, it, we're, we're always, that's our brains and bodies are always just trying to figure out if, if, if it's safe to be with a person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I think, probably why this is a hot topic. It is. And we're always trying to figure it out, right? Yeah, we're always yeah, trying sure. to figure out other people. We're always trying to figure out ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, okay, well, now let's figure out like men and women. Right? Uh, <laughs> I know you just figured out men and without pinning each other like against one another. <laughs> but, but, but you knew see that? Coming. Like you think that I'm trying to pin and I'm not. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me shut up. I'll be quiet. So my mom once said, she said, men and women are so different that it is a wonder that we can procreate with each oh. other. Right? I and that's interesting that. coming from her. They've been married. My Her and my father have been married for 45 years. Five kids. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so they found a way to make mm -hmm. it work. But they're also very opposite. My mother is very very grounded, very focused, um, very goal-oriented, um, very structured. My dad is not. My dad is a free spirit. My dad is unfocused. My dad is emotional. Um, so it's almost- I hope your dad doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I take on traits from both of them. So it's a very interesting okay. way of being. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I kind of want to speak to that. like. Are men and women like biologically, like physiologically, whatever, all the ology words, <laughs> how different are we? Well, we, we do know that they're different biological. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, right? Testosterone, Like, And all of that does affect, you know, our how we feel yeah. mm -hmm. and how we think even yeah. and our behavior. 
So we know that. We also know that the, there are di- brain differences in men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't read up on that, but there are there are definitely some. Um, in terms of thinking from the right and left side of the yeah, brain, yeah, like, like apparently that. women have more think more from the right side of the brain, which is a more emotional, like kind of connected side that, mm-hmm. and that actually our corpus clone, clonial, clonial, mm-hmm. whatever, is uh, is <laughs> thicker. Would. So yeah, it's it's the space between the left and right brain mm-hmm. that it's thicker, um, and that it they they communicate more left and right brain than men. Oh, I God, mean, yeah. I I don't know. I think you know. I honestly think it's really just like about. Because I see probably half of my the people that I see are men well, in my practice, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, most therapists, I think, I am glad say, to yeah. hear that men are going to therapy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. We glad. need it. Because, glad, yeah. you know, it's it's about Tommy being Charlie. human mm-hmm. and suffering. Yeah. And, you know, we all really kind of want the same things. We want to be loved. We want to be connected. Mm-hmm. We want to feel significant. We mm-hmm. want to have re- relevance in this life, whatever yeah. it is. Um, so, I mean, you know, the differences are there, but they're not that much, right, I don't yeah. think. And I think that we have a lot more in common than we, like, kind of give ourselves So what is credit for. And I guess, like you said it already, right? Like, we're not communicating with ourselves. But it's like, there does, see, there does seem to be a breakdown in communication with men and women sometimes. Um, whether it's we're not understanding each other, we're not hearing each other, we're not listening to each other, or our expectations, um, pressures that society puts on us. You know, we had the conversation and it was a hot take. A lot of people agreed with me. Some people didn't agree Mm -hmm. with me. Um, And the issue with like forgiveness um, and talking about, you know, the fact that like women are long suffering. Um, But, you know, the guys here, they said, listen, we don't have an outlet where we are able to express ourselves and to tell women or even our friends that we're hurting because it's not. It's not what men do. Right. It's not socially it's acceptable. It's not socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sure like you probably meet with a lot of men who have that issue, who mm-hmm. go through that. How do you work with them? How do they, how do you help them navigate that? Well, for, it's really kind of understanding that, right? Is that they don't really have an outlet to express that, but they do feel that. And mm-hmm. so helping them to kind of connect to the feelings. Um, you know, we do know another difference in women and men is that, you know, women uh, are more connected to their feelings and and more di- diversely connected. So they can fee- they can describe their feelings in a little bit more more in depth than men can. Um, And so in my work with men, it's really kind of helping them to figure out the language to express themselves. Yeah. But you know what really is helpful? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that movie Inside Out? I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's oh, it's who's in that? It's great. It's, it's, a, it's a Pixar movie. It's, Pixar. Oh, it's about this yeah. girl named. Oh, I've heard this. I've heard oh, about it. Show it like kids, but it but yeah. it actually, I mean, in psychology, that the top five, the core emotions that we have are disgust, mm-hmm. anger, joy, mm-hmm. sadness, and um, and fear. Disgust. Mm. I was gonna, and so. <laughs> I was, no, what? I'm not gonna say. <laughs> say it. My brain just went left. I was gonna. I thought one of the five would have been like um, horniness. <laughs> so, well, that can, that can be like a real joy. Thing. It could be under, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, like, joy. So all of the feelings basically kind of you know expand from those Sorry. from those core feelings. Gotcha. And, gotcha. And, okay, and makes some, sense. And, 
and giving people like language on how to kind of understand their feelings, mm-hmm. even women, you know, mm-hmm. because we people are taught to shut down how they feel at a very young age. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I For saw sure. it yesterday a little kid wanted a lollipop was like having like flipping out. And the mom was like, mm-hmm. you can't have that. And just like kind of started like yelling at him. And he just like looked stunned and then just like started walking. And I was like, oh, my God, turned it off. Right. Yeah. He turned it off. Exactly. So mm-hmm. what she's teaching him is, you know, he if he's upset, mm-hmm. he's going to get yelled at mm-hmm. and um, he has to shut down yeah. Yeah. in order for you know so yeah. Yeah. I mean I didn't want to tell her that you know what you're doing is yeah. wrong <laughs> <laughs> your child right. Yeah. right but but I mean but you but that has happened to us all are you ever able to like turn that part of your brain off like are you <laughs> thanks for answering that <laughs> <laughs> like it, it must be frustrating at some level to just walk in the grocery store and see a situation like that yeah. and yeah. kind of just analyze it and say, like, so yo, bitch, you're bugging. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you, I'm sure you walk yeah. around, especially in New York, and see a lot of people and you think like, yo, I'm surrounded by madness. Right. Like, right. can you turn it off? Well, no, no, I can't. No. And like Kyle said, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to see people suffering. Mm-hmm. It's harder to see kids suffering and, mm-hmm. and, and adults yeah. mistreating kids. I yeah. like that is like, actually, yeah. as a matter of fact, when I was in grad school, I mm-hmm. thought I wanted to work with families and children. I worked at a, a foster care agency doing uh, individual therapy with kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could not do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, need to work, I need to work with the adults because mm-hmm. if I can work with the adults on helping them heal yeah. from their trauma that they've had, mm-hmm. then they will be better parents, parents to their children mm-hmm. much more than what I could ever do. Yeah. You know, sure. just by yeah, seeing yeah, them yeah. individually. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's very, it's, it's a it's challenge yeah. with, yeah. with kids, with kids. And then also to, um, what's coming up for me more recently is mm-hmm. like people who are like on substances and you, mm-hmm. I don't know if you, I mean, in Manhattan you can see, no, for sure. I used yeah, to work in a all shelter all the time. Oh like, yeah. So I would see, yep. honestly, um, it's funny that you say that. When I first got placed in the shelter, I was placed in a family shelter with, you know, obviously children. Mm-hmm. I asked to be switched over to a men's shelter because it was tough for me to be Christmas time and see all these kids, you know, hey, you as fortunate. Family. And then I go home yeah. to 50 Xboxes in my house, yeah. four cars in the driveway. Right. Right, right, but right, when right. I go to work, I'm looking at children who are just happy to play with like pieces of paper. Right. So I can, I like, I identify yeah. with that feeling of wanting to help, yeah. but it, it just hits you a different way. Yeah. It just hits you a different way. Yeah. See that? Yeah, um, I was going to ask, um, you know, being a site, and it kind of plays off of this topic that we're on. Um, so like how, how's being a psychotherapist improved um, your own sense of well-being, the way you see the world and how's it complicated it? Ooh. Um, I think it's helped. I, I think it's helped just generally. Um, the, the complication would be that in dating, uh, it's a little bit harder to find somebody who I feel like we have the same kind of yeah. like, connection with. It's on your level. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I feel sad for them, I too. Feel for you. <laughs> I feel for you, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel for you. You said yeah. two months, yeah. let's do another two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm praying for another two. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but I think, I mean, you know, being in therapy myself has been mm. very helpful mm. um, because I understand the process in, you know, re- 
receiving it, but then mm-hmm. also being able to provide it to somebody so I know how difficult it is, mm-hmm. how yeah. difficult it is to reach into your internal emotions and to talk about things that are really difficult to talk about that you haven't talked about with anybody before. Right. So um, it, it's it's been, that's been a real, <laughs> yeah, it's a been real tough. challenge. Yeah. It's been tough. Yeah, yeah it's, been, was, it's been difficult. Because going back to like just turning it off, like I said, when you want to get in a relationship, mm-hmm. you can't turn it off then either, right? No? No, and I've been told that I need to learn. Yeah. I see. I would think that it's impossible. Uh, Well, I think, no, it's not not impossible, impossible, but it would seem like, it it would seem like a downgrade in a way. Like, why would I now turn off all of these things that I've learned and that help me to communicate and be a more aware person? Well, so not necessarily that. Okay. But just like kind of look, if he says something Mm. and analyzing. The way you analyze it. Right. Like when you analyze it. Why like, did you yeah. ask me a question? Yeah. Answer my question with a question. Right, right, right. Yeah. exactly, right. exactly, right. 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 exactly. So, but what is that for you, right? Because it's like I'm asking, like an example, maybe of something like that you've maybe asked, right? <laughs> and then you ask, and you follow up with a question. If you're comfortable, if not, we can change uh, gears. Well, I mean, it, it would like if I think that something might be more significant, and he doesn't think that it's as significant. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like you know, a, a restaurant that mm-hmm. like you know, I didn't think that we that he thought it would be a good idea to go to mm-hmm. I might think well why did he think this was a good idea to go to and yeah. what, what did he mean by that and that's, that's you know, exactly like, that kind of stuff. so like, I have to turn that off, off. got it yeah. because then it can get yeah. a little bit and then if I'm mm-hmm. in a certain type like feeling in a, a mm-hmm. certain type of way yeah why would he think that that was a good idea see Steph is gonna take this and utilize it see, in her no. personal life. No, but honestly, no, I, but I'm like, gonna take. I'm gonna take to see like, hey, this is not healthy for me. Like, this doesn't what? work for me. But he took I it. I take it from you know from her because she said like th- th- these are the things she has yeah, to learn how to tone down. <laughs> but I'm saying like I'm yeah. not gonna take it and run with it if she's okay. saying it's not healthy. Right. 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 It's, it's right. not healthy. Yeah. It's not healthy. He's thinking like, hey, I'm just taking my girl out on a date. Yeah. She's secretly upset. I hate when you women are secretly upset. Oh my god, I hate that shit. Why? <laughs> do you need to talk about this? I do need to talk about it because I feel like a lot of... Oh, and we're here. <laughs> we're here. I feel like, see, men, when it's time to address something, even though we have like a communication problem, we'll spit it all out. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you what it is. We'll tell you what's going on, even if you don't like and it. And it may hurt feelings. And it may hurt feelings. And it may hurt feelings. But we're just going to be like all out the mouth. It's going to come out. <laughs> all right? But with women, I've realized, right, you guys will tell like 70% of you why you're upset. And that thirty percent will linger into the next week, the next month, the into next the year, next argument, into the next argument. <laughs> you, get, you get what I'm saying? Which kind of makes it hard for men to improve mm-hmm. because if you still have something lingering within you, how can you be fully receptive to any sort of change? Maybe right. it's something that she spoke to you about several times that you haven't changed yet, and so she feels like it's falling on deaf ears. So to then repeat it again is making her upset because it's like I voiced this several times, you haven't changed it. I don't feel like you're hearing me. But you got to tell me that I'm initially. Not But you got to tell me that initially. That's my thing. That's what I'm speaking to. So... If I didn't fix myself, tell me. Even if it took, even if you th- thought well, it took three days. they do tell us. No, they don't, bro. No, they don't. Mm. I don't, I don't uh, believe that. I think I we have selective. No, have we don't have selective. Even if it's selective. But he's admitting that he has selective. Maybe you don't. Absolutely. Oh, you have selective. And it goes back to what Victoria was saying about asking yourself those questions and being on the same page with that person. But I'm a person that doesn't have selective hearing, right? I'm more so You don't know if you do. No, I'm, bro, 
I don't even think you I know remember me something you told me two weeks ago. I tell you something last week. You're like, oh yeah. You forgot he was an Aries. Come on, bro. Don't tell I, me. I, I, next, I, next, I, next, I, next, I you forgot something? Of course, but I'm more so speaking to like, if I fuck up tomorrow, right? Let me know this is why you're angry and you're still angry. Don't act like you're okay. <laughs> That's the problem. We'll be like, okay, it's well, you're to gonna protect us, though, man. To protect what? Our ego. Fuck the ego, bro. I'm letting go of that shit. I'm a little bit like, I'm tired of that shit, bro. I'm just like, I'm, I'm a thorough person. Yeah. I just like talking. Mm-hmm. I like, oh man, we're here now. I like talking. Okay, so remember the conversation that we had right. when we were talking about sensitivity between men and women, mm-hmm. and you guys admitted that guys are a lot more sensitive than maybe women realize. Remember yeah. that? I so am. then you, so then you started this conversation off, sure. and you said, right. we're just gonna go. And we're gonna say what we have to say, and it might hurt your feelings, right, right? Right. I don't think women are always allowed that same luxury when it comes to how we are supposed to tell you your feelings. No. We're not always because allowed of, that because same of luxury our ego. because your ego. Hey man, well fuck my ego. If you dealing with me, let me know if you still if you're still angry. Because in my head, I'm going into the next day with a fresh agenda, mm. like everything's fresh, like we're good again, like we've reset things. While you're still on that thirty percent and seeing right. if I'm gonna fuck up again. Mm. Well, That's see, what I don't like. That mm. is good. You and you got. Very excited about that. I so did. that is part. I, did. I told you we here now. I told you we here now. We here now. Part of your right. owner's manual. Wow. So when you're con- when you're connecting with somebody, that is really important for you to be able to communicate. Hey, look, you know, I noticed that sometimes, like you, might, maybe you, in the past, I've dated women who aren't comfortable expressing fully how they feel. That's great. But I need that from my partner. Right. And that's right. like that's setting off the 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 relationship and an amazing start because then you're able to like get what you need from somebody. Mm. That's great. You know, you, that interaction just now, honestly, I just, I want to, I want to congratulate you, Alex. <laughs> Why are you congratulating me, Steph? just like blowing the top. Like, see, you're not always happy. You're fucking you're happy. Bad, you can you get upset. Yeah. Yeah. You smile through that, y'all. You think because you smile, like you're just happy. No. No, but see, it's a secret smile. The thing okay. with me is like, my, my reactions are like, when I'm angry, they're like quick little like, mm. blur- yeah. And then you're good again. Like, right, cool, cool. Kind of like how you said the yeah. next day you'll refresh. Because that's yeah. how I'll move, you feel me? And yeah, I've realized sure. a lot of women will yeah. just take that into the next day. And that doesn't yeah. help the relationship. Well, and that's another part of the owner's manual. Mm. Yeah. I have to tell them, like, look, this is how I am. You know, like, right. this is great. Like, yeah. The owner's yeah. manual. Yeah. I really like that. Because, like, you know, I, I feel like, you know, what what's good about therapy and even learning for me is, like, you speak to a therapist. They practice, like, active listening. You guys are great listeners. Yeah. Thank My therapist you. probably says six things to me mm-hmm. throughout the whole, like, 45 minutes. And light bulbs come on and I'm just like, she didn't even say anything, but she helped me to realize what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Right? Like when you were like two words came up, control and terrified. Yeah. And it immediately made me think to my back to my childhood, right? And mm-hmm. things like that. But um, I think something that you guys help us do really well is like you say owner's manual, I say like toolbox, right? Like mm-hmm. help me to realize what are the tools in my toolbox, right? Things that are working for me and things that are not working for me. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, right. like you now you have something going forward, like a part of Alex's Owner's manual manual is like, you know what? Like, like she said, like Victoria said, in my past, I've dealt with women who have not been able to communicate with me on a level that I'm satisfied with. And so, like, this is really what I need going forward. Mm. Like, so now you got first date material. (laughs) What is your crazy? What is your crazy? crazy? Should we we each answer that? Um, Like, what do you mean? I have to think on that. What do you mean? What is your crazy? Like, what do you I'm off. Oh, like, personally, from us? I'm very oh, self-aware. Like, okay. that's one of the things on this show. And uh-huh. just in life, I'm 
super self-aware. I have no problem going far lengths to just be honest. Right. And sometimes it comes back and it haunts me and sometimes it's just fulfilling. So when I say I'm a little nuts, like I, I mm. truly believe like there's something a little bit off. But I think that also <laughs> has gotten me to the point to where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a little little quick background. Um, I'm an assistant for probably a uh, personal assistant, produce, whatever you want to call it. Like I play a pretty large role in uh, Joe Budden, who is a media former. I know who he is. Okay, yeah. cool. So Joe, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, yeah. You'd be surprised how many people say Joe That's Biden. Yeah. Oh my God, you're in politics. Yeah. Like you wear your hat backwards and sweatpants. You're <laughs> hey, shut what up. Fuck is wrong? Shut with you? up. No, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so a part that has what gotten me to where I'm at yeah. and to work at such a high level, high demand. We do this on our own. Um, is a little bit of that kind of craziness I credit mm-hmm. it to. Like I look at a lot of successful people who they deem crazy, um, who may be, I don't know them, like Kanye West. Let's look at Kanye West. Um, you know, he's been taking the mental health approach to his career, the messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, but people have always deemed him crazy. Uh, Einstein, Walt Disney, a lot of these people have, uh, we perceive to be geniuses, mm-hmm. also have something they deem that's a little bit off. Right. So I don't mind, like I kind of embrace that about myself because it's like, look, this is just what it is. This is who I am. Like, not many people from where I come from get in the positions that I'm in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. I just embrace it. Yeah. So that's what I mean by when I say, yeah, I'm a little crazy. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, like, your crazy can be, it can be both. Like, it, I think it can be your superpower. I think mm-hmm. it can be your downfall, depending mm-hmm. on how you use it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I need to be heard. Mm. Oh, yeah, we know. Oh, we can, t- <laughs> we, yeah, we can trust me. Episode 73, <laughs> we can tell. I need to be heard, right? And we can, we can go back, we can go back to my childhood. Right. We can talk about, you know, being suppressed, you know, not being able to speak. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I sympathize with the little boy in the lollipop, you know? Right. I was like, oh, that's me. I know you. <laughs> yeah, you are me, I am you, you know? But I, yeah. I need to be heard and... Right. I think in in certain ways it's good, right? Because women will DM me and they're just like, I love that you speak up. I love that you use your voice. You know, you work with two men. It's great. I'm Mm -hmm. not used to seeing like a a powerful woman like that. But then on the other side, like in relationships, it's like, are you going to let me talk ever? Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh shit. Oh shit. Right. God, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I've been talking the whole time. Like that's my crazy. But I think it's also part of my owner's manual. Manual. Right? Like I need someone who is a good listener, who can listen. I, I feel like mine is, I just be needing my space. And I've realized that getting older, like mm-hmm. I don't want to do the texting you all day long. Is that an issue? Is that like do is you, that healthy? Do you see that? Like is that something that comes up? No, 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 yeah, I feel like I just need my space in relationships, and it sounds fucked up mm. because it's like you're supposed to naturally be close with someone, but mm-hmm. I feel like we need a manual on when couples should allocate time for each other because I, me personally, the whole talking from 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. thing, I don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm busy. I'm doing shit. My phone is not always in my hand. Stop assuming it is. And I feel like the moment when like a woman doesn't understand that, I start to kind of like distance myself. And it's fucked up. 
think it's fine. I, I don't think it's I think, I think it's fucked up because I've realized how personal people take social media and their phone. I'm not the same way. Exactly. And I've realized that now. So it's like, all right, you're thinking I'm trying to like ignore you, etc. And it's like, yo, the way I move with my phone is not the same way you move with your phone. And I'm 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 growing up and I'm realizing that more and more. But personally, I need some space, man. That texting all day thing, I don't know. What do you think, Victoria? Well, I agree with you. I think you do need space. <laughs> but this generation doesn't seem to think and that. I don't hard, know. But again, you know, you have to like, if you like somebody and you right. want to have a connection with them, you're going to have to explain that to them. Right. And you might have to explain it a couple of times, especially now, because we are so tethered to our phones. Mm. Tethered. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're looking at it all the time. And then like, there's a feeling that, you know, not feeling just, discon- you know, maybe a feeling of disconnection. Right. Um, and usually when you're, you know, kind of first starting dating somebody, there's like kind of like an anxious attachment. You know, right. kind of going on where right. you're like trying to figure out what like what this is and what's going on so um, I think it just as long as you're clear about you know how much you know where like that, that you're not tethered to your phone and this mm-hmm. is how you move then mm-hmm. you know if they can't deal with that then you just have to yeah you know because I know we have a lot of listeners that are in relationships and they work nine to fives mm-hmm. and they have busy lives consuming them and you know they kind of reach out to us on this subject a lot because it's like what is the proper time when I'm busy and I have bills and I'm still trying to make a relationship work that isn't a marriage I say that because obviously marriage or if you're working towards something greater it takes time Mm -hmm. so I say it's kind of fucked up when I say that because bro how do you expect to really give the uh, uh, sufficient time for that relationship I don't know I'll figure right, it out. it's a, it's a yeah, it's a good question. I think you have to figure that out with your partner. You know, mm-hmm. it's a partner to partner thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's understanding their needs first, understanding your needs, right? Yeah, and then understanding their needs and mm-hmm. love languages is somebody brought yes. up. Love that, yes. languages. that's a really great. I mean, you can take it the love test languages. for free online, mm-hmm. and really? you yeah, you can share it with your partner. Yeah. And the top like the love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, physical affection, which is which isn't just sex. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that's how you yeah. you know communicate yeah. and gifts. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you know knowing that about your partner is really important. What's so that you, website? Uh, the five five love languages. Okay, yeah, got yeah. Got it's got a free it. test. Five is love. it Gary? Yeah. You know Steph already did it. I have the book. I'm taking it all the time. It changes. Well, for me, yeah. mine are still like the top three are still um, uh, physical touch, words of affirmation, and quality time. But the order changes. Yeah, mm. I took it again, and the order has for changed. Sure. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to the top of the episode. We had mentioned narcissism. Um, <laughs> no, uh, because she's successful in her career in her field. Um, I feel like we're working towards. I, I think we are successful, but we're working towards you know bigger and goals, higher whatever. levels of success. Yeah, like this isn't. We don't. Mm-hmm. We we didn't plateau. We, we didn't don't feel that way. Exactly. Um, ceiling. What is a ceiling? Even just working like Steph, she works with high-profile actors. Alex works in the music industry. And again, I already told you kind of what I do. Um, I'm of the belief mm-hmm. that there takes a certain level of narcissism and narcissistic traits to get to a certain level of success. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph had debunked that. 
I called my parents. <laughs> like it got better. We called the parents on air to kind of figure out a little bit. Like, oh. yo, is this true? Is it not? What do you think? Like, am I am I bugging? Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking outside of myself, just in a general sense, again, like I said, you're super successful. Yeah, you're, you're giving us therapy on our yes. show. Like, you know, Seriously. like it just yeah, happened that way. But do you believe that there takes a certain level of narcissism or narcissistic traits to reach a certain level of success? That is a really great question. Uh, well, first of all, narcissism is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Which and, I said. You, yes. did. you did. And My mother said that too. Robert <laughs> Greene has this book called The Laws of Human Nature. Okay. And I recommend everybody read it. I think it's really good. It's, like, I think, 18 different laws of us, like the law of short-sightedness, mm-hmm. the law of oh, uh, group, group think, all, all these like oh, laws that we kind of like, that naturally as humans, mm-hmm. like we all have. And one of them is the law of narcissism. <laughs> Talk to us, George. <laughs> Talk to us. So, um, so you know, it, it, it can you know like when you have that when you say that word, there's a, like a negative connotation for sure. For sure, um, absolutely. But you know, I I like to think mm-hmm. that success is really doing something that you feel good about mm-hmm. every day doing that where you are living your purpose and your meaning, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And does that take narcissism? Maybe, yeah, it does on some level. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also takes a level of like confidence and self worth as well. Mm. So um, those are the two reoccurring words that when we uh, spoke to my mom last yeah. week and my dad. Yeah. Those were like the two words and my parents, they aren't together. They weren't together at the time. It was like two separate calls. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. They, yeah, yeah, and they both mm-hmm. used those two words. Confidence, the yeah. Yeah. balance mm-hmm. of confidence mm-hmm. and narcissism. Yeah, yeah. So, like you're, it was interesting because <laughs> you and your dad are like cut from the same exact cloth. <laughs> my same God. exact cloth. And okay. he, he straight up said, no, like he is narcissistic. We are narcissistic and it works. Your mom didn't so much want to go that route she talked about the spectrum as, mm-hmm. as I did and she yeah. and she said you know Savon knows himself he is confident mm-hmm. he knows you know the value that he brings mm-hmm. so for me like when I hear narcissism I think toxicity mm-hmm. right because yeah. when I hear narcissism I think about the part that has a kind of blatant like disregard for other people's feelings right. the lack yeah. of empathy the lack, the lack of, of empathy, empathy. and right. so you know when I think about that it's a word that like kind of like scares me and makes me uncomfortable. But when mm-hmm. I think about confidence and self-worth, that seems more like appropriate, I guess, because you can be confident and know your self-worth and doesn't mean like you have to shit on other people and not be aware of other people's feelings, right. but still hold your hold your own, you know, and, and think it's valuable while still saying, hey, like, what do you feel mm-hmm. about this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. So I, I definitely agree that. Well, thank you for the affirmation. Yeah. <laughs> I needed it because I was going crazy for a little bit. Oh, so really? I definitely appreciate it. Oh, um, do you guys have any more questions? Because I do want to get into the listener. Somebody sent uh, a question for you. Oh, that's great. Um, and yeah, she would like some advice. So I have, have one anything? more question. What's up? Cool. Go to that. It kind of it's uh, going back to a conversation we had previously on this uh, podcast. Uh, Fantasia went up to the Breakfast Club. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. she basically said that you know a woman should submit themselves to a man. Um, I just want to know yeah. if there's validity in that or you can find yourself uh, in, into a happy and healthy relationship being at the same equal pace yeah. and, and, and instead of submitting yourself. And to also right. and to add context, because submission has a very, I think, um, negative outlook the same way like narcissism does. Right. Like when I look at my parents, right, and I'm married 45 years, like they always say that they're a team, right, but that 
Fantasia explained it. She says like she's the neck right. to support mm-hmm. and her husband is the head. Mm-hmm. And my mom has always kind of explained things in that same way. I don't understand it specifically as far as like specific examples because I'm not married. Right. Um, but I thought that that was interesting, right? Like the neck, the head can't be held up without the without neck. neck mm-hmm. right. do, do you uh, put any stock into that or should people just focus more on becoming equal in the relationship? Uh, I think it's individually, like you have to d- decide for yourself how you want to be in a relationship. I, I love mean, how you're answering these because yeah. people are starting to realize it starts with yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously for Fantasia, that's fine for her. Right. I don't know if I could do that. Right, but, right. Like, but, but then, you know, it's a it's different. different circumstance. So sure. like, you know, maybe, f- yeah. You know, I think everybody is different and think it's really important to figure out that mm-hmm. and to be able to yeah, give tell that to your partner. To yeah. your partner, right. Sure. I will say, yeah. like, I think, you know, a great deal of this conversation that we've been having and what I've been taking out of it is kind of to just shed the other things that people put on you to right. start there, right? right because right, maybe you'll right. find out that, hey, that does work for you. But until right. you mm-hmm. say, let me think for myself really quickly mm-hmm. and then trial and error and try certain things, you might realize that you are submitting mm. or whatever, but mm. you just don't like like the the the, the definition that comes with that. Yeah, the as far as like work. you have no say, you have no voice. Your your man is the the power source in mm-hmm. that. Right. You know what I mean? For right. some people, that's what submission means. Right. For, For other sure. people, it means you know what? I understand the role that I play, mm-hmm. and I understand the role that you play, and I'm going to play my role, and I'm going to let you play your role. For that's sure. could, that could be another form of submission. So like submission means different things I think right, in this right. world it's it's become something that was like oppressive and mm-hmm. it's become something that like put women at the bottom and men at the top mm-hmm. and so kind of approaching all of these like relationship questions is like a, it's not a one size fits all no. it's not and continuing to ask yourself like what do I want what is right for me mm-hmm. and is there the person that's sitting across from me at the dinner table right now can they get with that or not you right, know right. so true. yeah good point Steph yeah Proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So for the new listeners and the people who have been rocking with us for a minute, this is the part of the show where we talk to you directly. So if you ever have any issues um, or just something you want to ask the three of us about relationships, finances, career decisions, anything in the world, please DM us at Need to Know Pod. Um, you can email us. You can reach out on Twitter, Instagram, preferably. Uh, but yeah, we love talking to you guys. Uh, we haven't called anyone in a while. Are you calling someone out? Okay, cool. (laughs) I thought I was just through. Damn, all right, bro. Somebody's on. Fuck my whole We getting started already. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, if you want us to uh, call you, Alex will call you from his phone, as I thought he was just doing. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we'll we'll go from there. But this week, we did get a submission from a listener uh, for Ms. Rivera specifically. So I will read it. Um, And I think it's a pretty interesting question. And I'm sure, um, I'm almost pretty sure everyone in your field has probably gone through this so her question is she says hey guys first off I love the show thank you very much we love you too (laughs) Uh, my question is specifically for Ms. Rivera but I love everyone's input 
I'm currently in my first year of grad school to become a LMFT, a licensed marriage and family therapist. Mm. And I love it so far. Mm-hmm. But my friends and family seem to think that I am their full-time counselor whenever <laughs> they need to talk. Mm. I've always been that friend that people go to to unload their problems. But with working full-time in school, it's getting pretty exhausting and draining because I have work and school in addition to everyday life struggles. But I don't want to be rude or say, please leave me the hell alone. <laughs> have you ever had this problem? And if so, how did you create those boundaries without hurting anyone's feelings? That's a great yeah, question. That is a really good question. And I really feel for her. Mm-hmm. It's her uh, what's her name? Um, or her name you, is... is no, she did give oh, her name, okay. I believe, but uh, I don't know. Well, it's okay. Okay. K. 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 Yes, I totally feel for you, UK, because <laughs> it's part of the reason why I'm in this field and most of the people that I know mm-hmm. that are in this field is that we are a little bit more on the masochistic side, meaning like we are people pleasers. We're the good kid, you know, Mm -hmm. we're like the mediator, we're Mm -hmm. the peacekeeper, Mm -hmm. like we're always trying to keep everybody happy Mm -hmm. and oftentimes uh, at the sacrifice of ourselves. And that's exactly what she's kind of sounds like she's like struggling with. Um, So that's totally, totally normal. I mean, boundaries are the most important thing in being able to to say no. I mean, my first Mm -hmm. and foremost thing is like, hopefully she's working in treatment for herself because mm-hmm. I think that that's really important especially given that she's going to be in the field like the therapy that will, like she's yeah, seen, yeah. Gotcha. yeah because I think that you know you really like you need to you know you mentioned earlier like how do you hold all this stuff for other people mm-hmm. and I think before actually going to therapy I was holding it I'm not holding it anymore I'm holding oh, wow. my stuff I'm being able to hold people's you know like issues and things yeah, in right. the room right. and I like liken it to like a file cabinet in my head mm-hmm. like I right. take out the file when they're in the room and with Got me it. and I'm present I remember ev- not everything but mostly everything that mm-hmm. we've talked about previously mm-hmm. making connections and you know helping them to like move forward mm-hmm. and then kind of put it back because if I don't then you know mm-hmm. I'm going to be yeah like you don't have feeling, space for yourself right right yeah, I'm not sure. going to have a space for myself so Absolutely. I think that's a really important thing is to be in therapy and to work on learning how to set better boundaries because it's <coughs> I, I would want to say to give specific advice but I but I think that that's going to be an ongoing issue that she's probably going to be struggling with, especially, like I said, given kind of our tendency yeah. for people in, the, in this field to be, you know, you know, we're, we're, like I said, a little bit more masochistic. So we, yeah. we have to learn how to set those kind of boundaries. Yeah. And we also have a high sense. level. We also have a high level of agreeableness. So we don't like people make, being mad at us. Yeah. And people yeah. yeah, we're big into people pleasing. Yeah. So we right, have right. to like kind of learn how to assert that. And it's a little it's hard because that comes from you know yeah. childhood yeah. stuff yeah. I pretty much resonate with all of this well yeah I was gonna say like I'm not giving my input sorry Kay all of those things yes but no, that was a great answer like I, I, yeah. like I said that was one of my yeah. things um, I asked you because I can't even imagine always having to like just not being able to turn it off mm-hmm. right. like you don't right. have a job where you clock in and clock out it's almost yeah. like this is what it is so I can imagine her going through it somebody who wants to be in a similar position as you mm-hmm. and somebody who is in that position such as yourself um, I can only imagine that is like a constant thing like your homegirl just hit you hey you know well I'm going through this and then yeah. it's like girl I'm, I'm not at work like what are you yeah, doing yeah. Like, let's talk like, you, heard, so, you heard I'm going to school for something you're like yeah. oh you'll so, know all my answers yeah. right that's an amazing answer that's great so, but that's you dope. you just showed so much empathy right there Ooh, wait did I yeah. you know, you know, all the 
never took you was did. Victorian. Just one visit. You oh, did. we made it. One We're going to do this like every day. I can't imagine what it must be. <laughs> See, look, I made it. I, and, you can, and I can feel it, too. You were Thankful. like, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> two breakthroughs. I actually had a breakthrough before the show. Got two. 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 And, and we got two. Yes. <laughs> Increasingly and abundantly that. Thank more. You. Thank you. Or, think magic. <laughs> look at that. Look at God. Well, Victoria, we do appreciate you for sticking around. I know it's a long show. Super long show. Sorry. I don't know you. if you knew what you were gonna get yourself into. <laughs> I hope we didn't like tarnish your professionalism or anything like Pray. that. Um, but I also know that you're doing a lot of work outside. Um, yes. So if you want to, you know, give that information out where people can find you, some of the mm-hmm. things that you're working on, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. So first, I, I do have an Instagram mm-hmm. at Wellness Psychotherapist. Got it. And Got it. I have a I do this uh, weekly like Mental Health Wellness Wednesday. Mm. So it's usually like less than like five minutes and it's just about whatever topic like last last uh september was uh suicide prevention month so i did a couple of talks on suicide and suicide prevention and some of the things and experiences that i um have had with people that i've worked with and like you know how to Mm -hmm. kind of like if you knew somebody was having a problem or whatever Um, I so I do that every Wednesday. I yes. have a talk that I'm going to be doing. So I have this workplace warrior series mm. um, in New York. We did one on uh, stress. No, oh no, being mindful at work. I think Got this it. this one we're doing now is preventing burnout. So mm. the World mm. Health Organization, the World World Health Organization, mm. just came out with burnout as an occupational syndrome. It's going to oh. be becoming a, a a medical condition wow. because it's a huge issue. Like we were talking about, like eighty seven percent of people don't really aren't satisfied with their jobs Mm -hmm. people are very stressed so um especially in new york Mm -hmm. so we (laughs) are we have a panel of holistic providers which include an acupuncturist uh uh, yes a yoga instructor a physical therapist because it's all mind body Body. spirit Mm -hmm. like really Mm -hmm. connecting to that and how do you kind of prevent burnout by building resilience and learning how to manage stress so that's going to be october 28th at spaces and hudson yards and um i'll have the have all that connected to my Instagram mm-hmm. yeah. and I also nice. have oh, a Facebook a Facebook page a mm-hmm. wellness psychotherapist but that, the same stuff is on my Instagram so got it perfect yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. we'll definitely yeah. shut that out and gotcha, um, gotcha. put that on and, our oh, and a website yeah. I have a website oh, yes yeah. you do have a website <laughs> yes it's a, <laughs> you will be able to find that in our bio as yes. well the website yes. Instagram page okay. all that Wonderful. stuff it will stuff. be written down yeah. yep, but it's yep, always yep. nice to hear from you it's always nice but we'll we'll make sure you guys can find her yes it was super informative enlightening thanks thank you Thank, Thank you, you so much. I know, like, you know, Steph, you you did an amazing job as Thank well. You. Um, that you agreed to come. I was yeah. super happy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. I so appreciate it. Yeah. Like one thing, especially with podcasts, because it's so new, um, a little bit edgy, um, it's almost, I won't say it's hard for us to find guests who's willing to speak and be open, mm-hmm. but it is because it's a new industry. Nobody, like, again, I said, I don't hope we didn't tarnish anything. And I mean that in a jokingly way, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, you, you just never know. So we really do appreciate you coming down, sitting with us, you know, and being open and honest. Yes. Like you really Big didn't song. shy away from too much. <laughs> anything. Yeah. yeah. So thank we you. Appreciate I appreciate it. Oh, thank sure. you guys. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Amazing. Alex, you yeah. good, bro? Uh, do, I need to get, do I need to get the box of tissues? Like, <laughs> Alex is like, uh, <laughs> my bestie now. I'm just telling y'all. I have, everybody, I have a therapist now. I have a psychotherapist. Yes. A wellness A wellness, a wellness, a wellness sorry. A wellness yeah. psychotherapist. Yeah. Sure, I really absolutely. appreciate you. Yes. That, that, what you do is important. He's going to be booking a visit. I'll be booking a visit very soon. <laughs> yeah. Because for a while, I just didn't know the difference between a, a regular therapist and uh-huh. a wellness 
psychotherapist, so I'm really glad that you cleared well, all that up. I never heard of it. Now, so exactly. That's, that's, that's amazing. Well, you even coined You coined the phrase. You coined the phrase. Yeah. I tried to decrease the stigma of being a psychotherapist, but I didn't want to take away the title psychotherapist because it's it's prominent. Yeah, important. For sure. Absolutely. Again, we thank you. We hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you guys follow us on YouTube. Subscribe everywhere. Reach out to us. Alex, Marv, I mean Alex, Kyle, <laughs> Marv, thank you guys as always. Um, sure. Episode what? 73? 73. 73. 73. 73. And yeah. I think I've missed at least 13. So episode 60 for myself. Uh, <laughs> it's what you need to know, when you need to know, only need to know podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here, man. Awesome. Woo, thank you very much. Thank you. Wow. OMG. Like, which one wow. is so, so important? Well, what you guys are doing is important, too. That was really fun. Thank you. This is really good. Yeah. Especially for, like, the age demographic. Yeah. They feel like, you know.